0: This is episode 28, Estranged Relationships.
1: Hi, welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ramika,
0: And I'm Kylie. And yes, we're sisters. We're going to share stories about our life and growing up together and some personal walls we've overcome. We hope you laugh a lot.
1: You honestly might cry a little.
0: But our hope is that maybe you'll be inspired to go beyond the walls in your way too. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in.
1: If there is any place that I have gotten the most stuck in my life, I, I literally would not move forward in my life because I was stuck here. Mm. It's this topic. There are a lot of relationships in my life today that I would still define as estranged. Mm. And I think what's even more vulnerable or maybe even raw, I think if somebody like, peeled back every single area of my life. And it had to, for some reason, be projected for people to just watch a rolling tape. Mm -hmm. I think I also feel the most shame about some of the ways that I chose to show up in relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I feel shame because I feel guilty about some of my responses, whether that's warranted or not, there was a great portion of those responses that I had towards these people that I would now consider estranged that I'm not proud of. Mm. Like, I don't love the way that I showed up. I didn't love my maturity level. I didn't love the way that, you know, I just didn't allow for them to show up as them without me making it personal. Mm. And so I also don't know that it's possible for m- for me to be a part of a conversation or build a business where I talk about how to live beyond your walls hmm. and yet ignore a time in my life where I felt the most imprisoned by mine. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate your willingness to even be able to talk about this. And I think it's a really important conversation to have. Um, especially when it brings up so much pain of the past and regret and disappointment and it can't be undone, right? Like what's done is done. And really I think this is like our whole platform of how do we reconcile what was own, what we can of it, heal through the process and give words to things and figure out how do we move forward And there's a lot of reasons that we end up having estranged relationships, whether they were life choices that we made or life choices that the other person had to make, right? So we're talking about people that still are like around, they're still in our life or they're still in a relationship with other people that we have a relationship with. We didn't just completely get rid of them and they're gone and out of sight, right? And there's still a space of hope like i wish i could have a relationship or how do we have a relationship now and i wonder if even how can we replace shame with just disappointment Mm -hmm. right like and remove all of the guilt and regret of what happened and be able to just own what happened but process disappointment like if you could go back now Would you do it differently? Yeah. You know, we learned a lot, you learned a lot and you were doing a lot of really great things at the same time, right? Like it's also speaks to a lot of we're not perfect. So is there room for imperfection for not always handling it the best, but did you do your best at the time? Did that person do their best at the time? It may not have been the best, but was it your best? Hmm. now where is there room to look at what's your best now Hmm. what can you handle now what can this other person handle now
1: yeah I think it's true that I definitely am a different person like I would own that I would say that I think I have come across even people from my past when I was going through the thick of just like sorting out what do these relationships mean about them what do these relationships mean about myself like i have people now that are just like man like it's just you are a different person you know who are willing to validate that when i go through my seasons of i'm not enough or i'm not doing enough or being enough in life and I think that's the thing, like for me, that next layer is not only just recognizing that, but living my life as though I am not being, that's not being held against me, yeah. right? Because what's difficult in estranged relationships, the ones that I'm speaking of, this is my personal experience with them. And hopefully... Um, yours too, so that you can listen to this and get some kind of healing from whatever part you need the most. But I think in my life now, how much responsibility do I own for my personal actions? And how much personal responsibility do I assign to the other person? And at what point in my life, now that I am independent from them, do I say no this is for me to own and like that was for you to own i think that's wow. this season right yeah. or maybe this this is actually the season before the one i'm in right yeah. i had to go through this period of time where i just had to say okay like let me relive this experience in my mind or with other people that i really trusted and some people who were a part of that time in my life too to help me just sort out my memories yeah because what happened is there's what actually happened. And then there were all the stories that I told myself about what happened. Yeah. And the pain was, it can be found in what happened. Yeah. I think the self inflicted pain comes about when I told myself stories about what happened. Yeah. So I really did need to be willing to invite people into that time of my life and just be willing to share vulnerably about that time of my life like if they weren't a part of it especially but even if they were like sharing from my perspective of like this is what i this is what i remember happening and this is what i feel about what happened Mm -hmm. and a lot of times honestly you guys that was with kylie um on this side of things like that's the next tier that we'll go into of just being able to just sort things out with her and just share it and have her just invite her to just redirect me and and say no i think that's where your story begins and where what happened ends and you kind of need somebody on the outside that's able to look in objectively and say okay this is what happened and this is story how do you separate the story from what actually happened I think was a big part of a season that I just had to go to go through yeah and it's painful right because you it's like secondary trauma you have to relive that again and then for the other person it's kind of traumatic to be to be willing to just sit there and listen to all of these really heavy things yeah. um But it just, it's part of the process. It just has to happen. Yeah. And I think even if we did nothing with it, but just did that, I found so much healing in that process. Yeah. Because I was able to now go back to just what it is. And now that I know, okay, this is what actually happened. And now I'm dealing with what actually happened. I can start looking at, okay, where were the pain points? in what happened. Yeah. And where do I ass- assign responsibility for myself and for the ways that I chose to show up and what parts are actually for the other person in that relationship to own?
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that stage is really important because in that stage is also when you get to separate yourself and your life from the other person's beliefs about you and your life.
0: Yeah. I think those are really a great point and perspective to have on how do we take the next step. And I remember, you know, in one of our previous episodes, we shared a lot about um, my sexual abuse situation as a teen and being open with the family and that kind of stuff. And I remember in that time, There was something that happened in the initial conversations that left me feeling like mom was sort of like blaming me for it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And 10 years later, right, when I went back to them and was just like, wow, I don't really remember your side of the story, right? Like I remember what I went through, but I don't remember what that experience was like for you. Mm -hmm. And that was able to come up and she was like, we actually dealt with it then. Like, do you remember Mm -hmm. when we went to counseling and I actually asked the counselor about it? Like, so from her memory, we had a conversation. It came to the light that that was what I had felt and we got it cleared up and she took it back, Mm -hmm. right? Like that wasn't Um, part of her memory anymore. And we resolved it from her side. Now I wasn't, luckily in this situation, I wasn't carrying around my whole life, like this heavy burden, negative feeling towards mom that she was blaming me. But when I went to go back to have that conversation, that I didn't remember the reconciliation. I only remembered the first initial wound. Mm -hmm. And I think you bring up such a great point of being able to like our memories about situations, They get so easily distorted Mm -hmm. and not to say, I mean, most of them are going to be accurate. Most of them are going to be based around fact and actual like real live events and literal words that were said. Mm -hmm. But the farther and farther we get, what we get is just the feeling we had about it, the decision we internalized and made about ourselves. What did we make it mean? What did we make it mean about them and what they meant about us? Mm. And that's all we get stuck with. That's what we remember. Mm. And it is really daunting, I think, to be willing to go back and either have that negative feeling or that negative hurt confirmed, Mm. or we would hope it gets to be re-explained and like, no, that's not what was intended. Yeah. Or even, you know, and even if it was confirmed, like, you're right, that is what happened then. But who are you now? Mm -hmm. Like, can we remove that now? Because then that brought a lot of healing in that moment. Like, and I had the opportunity in front of me going back to mom. I think one, just again, feeling so grateful to have a mom that was willing to have that conversation and to own it and be humble and to be just unconditional in that way. to then not react back. And I know that we're not all lucky to have those relationships. And I think we've said it before too, just because other people don't handle it well Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's wrong of us to have had that conversation or to have wanted the reconciliation or keep asking for it, Mm -hmm. right? Keep going back and asking for that healing and that clarification. I have another um, relationship in our lives that um, we've been – Sort of I guess rejected what's the word like cut off. I've been the one that's been cut off. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard when it's not a two-way conversation and you're being accused of all of these things and there's no space to be able to go back and be like, well, that's not true or that's not how I'm feeling right when you're being falsely accused yeah. and then cut off, yeah. and it's not really a situation that I can go back and force the reconciliation or even bring up, you know, like it's it's more unhealthy feeling falsely accused in somebody else's world. And we don't know when it's ever changed. Like it might change. This other person might have grown and matured past it or not even remember the words that they left us with. But we're still stuck there. Mm -hmm. Like it's still top memory in our minds. So what do we do with that space when we have to just wait? The opportunity that I have in that space is to keep, leaning into active love and not active hatred or insecurity Mm -hmm. for this other person, right? Like to recognize like hurt people, hurt people. And there is something bigger happening on, on that, in that other person's world that is not really about me. I'm just the one getting attacked for it. Mm -hmm. And I want to be reconciled. So let me keep my heart soft. Let me keep my thoughts clear. Let me keep You know, like I don't have to become the evil person that this other person is accusing me of. Mm. I don't have to own those. Right. So that's where I, that's the work that I get to do every day is be like when I'm tempted to be like, oh, but I'm all of this person thinks I'm X, Y, and Z. Therefore I am. Mm. No, that's not true. Are they the person that defines who I am and the value or not the value that I am? Mm. And then I get to keep the work that stays soft to just hope the better for that person and hope for the reconciliation someday when they're ready.
1: In that relationship in particular, what would you feel like would need to happen in order for you to say that that's no longer in a strange relationship and it's crossed over to... Like, a relationship that you can engage with in a healthy way? Like, what would need to happen for you from your perspective?
0: I think they would need to reach out to us and say that they're ready.
1: Mm-hmm. So you guys, like, don't... There's text. no communication. There's no communication. Mm-mm. And that's because they said that they didn't want that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... I think that's the hardest part is just, like... Because I, I find you as somebody who builds fences like we've introduced the topic of boundaries and what does it look like to have boundaries and one of the concepts that we really lean into and that we presented to you all was this concept of building walls or building fences and both have established boundaries right so if you build a wall you have four four Corners are four walls Mm -hmm. and it protects you from everybody else. It protects everybody else from you. If that's why you chose to build a wall, that's also an option. Um, But in the process, what we mentioned is that process also imprisons you. And that's why this is one of those areas of my life where I definitely felt like I was imprisoned by yeah. the walls that I chose to build because of the my experience of these relationships. The other option still has boundaries established. It's a fence. But fences have an access point, an entry point where you're like, okay, like, here are my bounds, but you can come in and you're free to leave. Like, you have access to me, yeah. my life, my heart. I think Kylie is one of like the top three people in my life who is great at building fences. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, if there's an area where she's saying that there is kind of uh more estrangement or it's been difficult or, you know, whatever like that, just hear me say that that would be extremely difficult for her mm-hmm. <laughs> much more than myself. And I would say that I've crossed over to more of a fence builder, but I'm newer at it than she is. <laughs> And so I wanted to ask you, when you look at the relationships that you know I'm referring to, Mm -hmm. like how, what kind of advice would you give me to be able to, like, let's say I I were able to have an engaged and engage with them in a healthy way, right? What would it mean? Like, what kind of questions would I need to Mm -hmm. ask? What kinds of things would I, would you advise me to do to be intentional about building a fence in those relationships as opposed to where I defaulted in the past to build walls?
0: Yeah. I think the point that you're at now is a fantastic spot to start considering going back and repairing those walls you know like i think and it's also kind of how you started the conversation is still staying really clear with yourself and wrestling to keep healing the wound of the shame that you want to go to because of what happened Mm -hmm. right like there you're there's you've you've experienced so much freedom and owning what you can and letting the other person own what they can and creating those fences and having healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's still this ghost of, but you failed back then, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think simultaneously as you're opening and building and reaching out, it's also really keep protecting and healing the temptation to shame and discourage yourself from how it did go. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's like when we've talked in other episodes, like the like healing is not linear, right? And so there's been so much of that area of your life that you have processed and been able to own and forgive yourself for and forgive the other people for those deep wounds of trauma and residual effects. Like they had really lifelong effects. Yeah on you and really send you in a specific direction in your life. Right. And so it's in one spot, continuing to just keep healing those layers Mm -hmm. and keep putting words to them and keep letting those wounds heal. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, being able to view yourself in a new light and to be open that those other people are new people too. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to go the exact same way as it went before. Yeah. The last time when you set this boundary, it went like X, Y, and Z. Is it possible that you could still set that same boundary and it not go the same way? Like it might go a better way. It might still go the bad way, but you're a different person. You get to interpret it a different way now. Like you don't have to make it mean as much about yourself anymore. Like keep owning what it means about you now, mm-hmm. not what it meant to you then. And I think it is tricky, especially with some of some of those relationships. One, there's an aspect of finding out where are they now mm-hmm. and not where they were, right? Like how do we keep not viewing them the way that they were, but who are they now? Mm-hmm. And also leaving space that they're still allowed to respond poorly or immaturely or, you know, like you're at different levels and they don't know you either. So there is also this aspect of like, letting them get to know who you are now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's I think especially when we've become different people and we haven't seen let's just say in a lighthearted way, you go back to a high school reunion. You know, like you're not the same person you were in high school. Like it's also okay to be like, "Hey, this is me now. Like let me reintroduce you." Yeah. Right? Like we need some introductions again of this is the person that I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to keep telling people that you're somebody new. Mm-hmm. We don't have to View that as like, oh, well, it must not be true or if they knew me at all, right? Like there doesn't have to be room for blame and judgment that they should just automatically know you're a different person, right? That's That's fair. And so I think it is being willing to joyfully introduce yourself again, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's good news. Like here's who I am and here's who I want to be. And I think it also, once we're in a mature enough space, to handle it and we're protecting ourselves, we're protecting our heart and our thoughts to be willing to go back to the other people and ask them, what was the experience like for you? Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of like for mom, like when when mom when I went back to mom and dad, that really was my intention. I was like, I know what I was experiencing, yeah. but I don't remember what you experienced. And so is there room in the conversation to be able to accept the situation and the reactions and the responses and that person's maturity level, can we accept what it was and what it wasn't mm-hmm. back then? And can we accept what we were and what we weren't back then? Mm-hmm. And can we be willing to consider that they, they might be differently? They might also have a lot of guilt and shame and disappointment about how it went. Like they might also have a lot of regrets about what they did. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lot of potential that both sides made a lot of decisions based on false assumptions and half truths, Mm -hmm. their own set of whatever they thought was true in the moment. This is how they needed to respond. Or they saw you respond like X, Y, and Z, and they took it a different way than you intended it to be. Yeah where was their misinterpretation on both sides and i think being able to keep keeping that possibility alive i think leaves a lot of room to accept who both of you are now and who you aren't now
1: yeah i think that's profound i might i i think what's helpful even hearing this kylie was not prepared to give me advice so i want you guys <laughs> to know that because what happens in this dynamic is it kind of cuts me like um like there's parts that I'm hearing and I'm just like, I know it's true. Like Mm. I believe that that's true, right? It's objective. And I know you don't have any hidden ulterior motives for me. Like I wholeheartedly trust you, which is why I ask you for advice. But there is a point when I'm listening to it that I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm not there yet. And that's okay. Like I think um, what I want you guys to hear me say and why this is so helpful to have somebody to bounce ideas off of is that I know in this relationship, I'm safe to say, yes, I hear you. I'm not there yet.
0: Yeah. And
1: I can tell you this without us living it out just yet. But um, Kylie on the other end can be patient with me until Mm. I get there. And I think that's, what's so powerful about having this dynamic, especially if you're currently in a spot where you might be isolated from all relationships, right? Like you're doing this on your own because most or all of the relationships in your life are estranged right now. Yeah. So how do you not, if you're not in a place to go to those people and relive and be able to listen to their experience of what happened when you're still trying to process what that experience meant for you, yeah. then it really is important then to start building other relationships with people who are able to be a sounding board, be patient with you on that journey until you're able to go back to those estranged relationships. And what I believe is really sound advice that Kylie just gave, even though I'm personally not ready to take all of it. Yeah, I think what I hear in that, and as I'm just like thinking about it in light of the relationships that are kind of top on that list, Mm what comes to mind for me it are a couple things that I just know to be true. And maybe this will help you all who are listening, who need this, but you know, it, it really, I have, tried and tried again and tried again to reintroduce myself. And then there's Mm -hmm. a point where I'm just like, I'm done trying to convince you,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: which just tells you that there's a point in my own mercy for that other person and my own healing that has to happen first before I can listen. Because what is true Mm -hmm. is if you're so like set on protecting yourself you won't be able to listen to what the other person is saying yeah. and hear them. Right. Like I, I need to not just hear that there are words coming out of their mouth, but be able to listen to the heart and yeah. their intentions about what's coming out of their mouth and have the patience with them to be willing to ask clarifying questions when i'm not i'm still not understanding what what they're intending by what they're saying and that's why i'm saying i'm not there yet um because i'm still at that point in re-navigating this relationship so that's okay what we say is easy plus one so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go to the most easy place that I can envision in my relationships with these people. And they're different points for each one of them. I have to take them one by one and honestly hour by hour a lot of times. Yeah. And but my plus one in the one that I feel the most ready to do something a little bit more challenging with is I think I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, like what's a, a different creative way. Yeah. That still helps me reintroduce a different part of my character. Yeah. And who she is today that yeah. isn't the same to who she was. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I need to have a really difficult, heart wrenching, raw, vulnerable conversation with this person. Yeah. But what can I do? What can I, how can I reach out in a way that allows them to experience a different part of my character. Yeah. I think on top of that, because there's a lot of shame that I've experienced because I am adopted, there's like the added layer of, it's really difficult when the relationships of the same title in my adoptive family mm. are going like night and day different Yeah, from, from the ones in my biological family. Yeah. And, what I've really had to get comfortable with is not applying and like not bringing any of the shame. I feel Um, Kylie spoke to it about what that other title in my biological family experienced with me to the relationship of the same or similar title in my adoptive family. That is a whole different obstacle.
0: Yeah. I want you to hear how, Emotionally mature, what you just said was. And I think what I heard you share was the patience with yourself, the willingness and the humility to just admit, like, I hear it, I'm open to that idea, but I'm not ready because it's not a fast fix. It didn't happen overnight. It's not going to get repaired overnight. And it happened in stages and the healing has to happen in stages. And there's so many layers. It's a really complicated issue because there's new wounds that get made today. Yeah. In addition to the wounds that happened before, and it takes so much vulnerability and willingness to stay emotionally engaged and to fight the natural tendency to just jump to conclusions and cut off again and just to be fearful Right. And we can all be that way. Like I can still do that in all these relationships, whether it's my children or my husband or, or the estranged relationships, right? Like it's just as such a knee jerk response for all of us to want to just protect. We want to protect ourselves. We don't want to get hurt and we don't want to be hurting other people. And so I think the ability to just really feel secure and safe in being willing to take the time to just take it step by step and allow the healing to take place. And I take a lot of great confidence in knowing that God is so patient and so gracious with us. Like he's not going to let me stay immature forever Mm -hmm. in whatever area it is that I need to grow. And if I don't get it this time, right? Like there's layers to it. Like he's going to lovingly give me another opportunity Mm -hmm. to mature at the pace that I can handle. And I think even in that space, like then how do we have the same patience and grace on ourselves to know that it's okay that we weren't perfect in the past mm-hmm. and leave room that the, everybody else that we're dealing with is not perfect either. And they have all of their own wounds and all of their own battle scars and all of their own drama that we're, they're bringing into the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really amazing and brave of you to keep... Having to stay in this space that is just hard, Mm -hmm. especially when, you know, you're sharing about the titles and the roles and it's so easy to be, um, condemning yourself with having guilt of like, what if this, like I did this or did they do this? Or am I supposed to do this? Like, can I still have joy in this area and have so much hurt in the, in another area?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What does it mean about me? What does it mean about this other person? And to keep being willing to lean in to hope and possibility and to healing and disappointment. Like, how do we deal with disappointment and hope at the same time? Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. We don't really know what to do with it, though. And it, te- it does take two. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what's so challenging about it, too, is it, it does involve other people and their responses. And we don't know how their responses are going to go. And if your intentions will be interpreted the way you want them to be, right? right? They can still have opportunity to be turned back against us. And so I think just being able to just acknowledge that that is that is what's so, it is just hard and it is challenging to keep navigating and staying in those waters. Mm-hmm. And I loved the point that you made too of just then going and practicing with other people that are safe. Go and be with people, surround yourself at the same time to help keep your arms afloat, to still keep pouring into you Mm. so that you have the strength to pour into those other challenging areas.
1: Yeah, I think some key practicals just to, I know we talked in abstracts and so it's really hard in the abstract area to figure out like, okay, like I get it. Like I'm hearing something different but what do I do with it? And maybe for some of you, you don't do anything. You just hear it. Like maybe you just need to just take a look and that's okay. Right? Like that might be your easy plus one. I know if you're ready for a little bit more, then there is a point where you have to reevaluate your life and decide if the things that you are choosing to pursue in your life are because you chose that you for yourself actually want to pursue those things. Or if there's any part of you that's only pursuing things that you're doing in your life in spite of mm. these people or these your experience in these relationships. For example, you know, in one of my relationships, I... I have to it's one of those relationships that's so close to my heart um, but so estranged and difficult right now that i found myself especially in college like i double majored with a minor and i remember thinking even at the time like The majority of people don't even use their college degree. Mm -hmm. So why did I feel this need to push myself so hard, have so many credit hours? I was also an RA. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, had a a separate job. Like I was working myself like a workhorse. And it was also, I never turned out to be, I was like, I wanted to prove that I was never going to be like this person and I wasn't Mm going to show up in that way and so i started making these decisions for my life Mm -hmm. that i mean honestly it didn't hurt me right like it it really helped get me on my feet and start a career but i couldn't do it freely and enjoy it Mm -hmm. and really just be in the moment and live my life to the fullest because i chose to do those things in spite of the other person yeah you have to allow yourself to freely choose what you actually want in your life without it being in spite of, or trying to overcompensate for these relationships that are still unresolved in your life. If you're ready for a little bit more, we talked about this several times, but just in case you missed it, like how do you re like go back and look at some of the things that happened And maybe right now, all you have to go off of are the stories about what happened. But how do you relive some of what might be really painful times of your life and bounce those ideas off of yourself and others that you trust and feel safe with and say like, okay, like at what point did I start telling you my interpretation or my story about what happened? Mm. And when did you hear me say, Something factual about a situation that actually happened. Yeah. And just start sorting out what happened from your story so that you can properly assign the responsibility that's actually yours to take, yours to own, the other person's to own, and start separating yourself and your shame and your responsibility from how that other person is choosing to assign shame and responsibility to you yeah if you're ready for just a little bit more how do you make it less about the person and more about your pain Mm -hmm. right like it really it is about the person right in some ways because they might have been a big contributor to inflicting some pain that you were just a willing and available participant to or for. But how then did it become painful? Like at what point did their actions hit a pain point and make it less about the person and more about the pain that you felt in that experience? I think one of the biggest things for me as well is, I had to figure out a way to show up with integrity because what I would hear and maybe it's not because it was what was actually said from the pulpit, but what I heard was honor your father and mother. And so I made that mean that Mm. in, in a strange relationship with other people that might be a parent, if it's not going well and there were a bunch of things that happened that I just needed to forget it and just be fake kind of Mm. like just tell them what they really wanted to hear, even if it weren't true. Mm. And so for me, in all of the relationships that I find estranged right now, I have to just show up, choose to show up with integrity. Like it doesn't mean lie. I have to live with integrity with myself and with the other person in the relationship. It's also another way I'm reintroducing myself. Mm -hmm. I am no longer just going to tell you the things that I think I have made a decision for you that you want to hear or maybe you've told me that you want to hear but just aren't true for me and my experience with you. So how do I say instead of like, you know, if it's your sibling that you have an estranged relationship with, or it's a parent, right? Like, how do you not say on Mother's Day or Father's Mm. Day, you were the best parent or best mom or best father I ever had. Like, I'm so grateful for everything, the hard, the good, the ugly, like, if that's not true for you, don't say it. Yeah, I had to get really good at Preparing my heart for what was actually true in a way that also extended mercy to them and yeah. their situation because yeah. a lot of these people were also really young though they were adults yeah. at the time when I was a child yeah and so how do I say things like I think of you often because even if I think of them just because I'm trying to sort out my own mess that's still true yeah <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like I think of you often or if you're at the point where you can say, I hope you're doing well and mean it. Like maybe that's just what you say on Mother's Day or Father's Day. You know, I I've also had moments in my life where I've decided to share a little bit more vulnerably, which felt a little bit more risky to say things like, you know, now I'm at now that I'm at the age that you were when I was this, you know, X years old. I am learning how difficult it is to navigate this space Mm -hmm. or this time of my life. I'm feeling confused about the next step or I'm feeling unsure about the things I'm doing in the right Mm -hmm. way. And I'm sure there were parts of that age for you that wasn't easy. And so, you know, like just acknowledging that you're at a time in your life and you now have a new understanding of this time in your life yeah and if you know that that time wasn't easy for them like just speaking it and validating that for them i think goes night and know. you could ask a question there what was that experience like for mm-hmm. you what was that age like for you or that time if you're in a space where you can hear them talk about it yeah. and you know you're not um in a position where you, it would immediately cause you to get defensive or add more. Yeah. Like, do what's okay and true and living with integrity for you and that relationship. Yeah. Those are all things that um, I feel like. I have been able to do and I feel comfortable with now. I'm ready to take it that next day, step further to continue reintroducing myself to yeah. that person. It's tough though. This stuff is, this is the heavy stuff yeah. that if you're not careful and you're not intentional about, you'll get stuck here. Yeah. And we want more for you. Yeah. We know that God wants more for you. We think that you want more for you. Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us today.
1: We'd love to work with you. If you're looking for additional coaching from us, you can log on to our website at beyondthewallspodcast.com and look at our membership for more information. Until next time. Bye.